Uh, hold on. I gotta create the uh, new this and this. Okay, this and this. And, okay. What's the most you've ever pooped in one day? Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Todd. I'm Justin. And we just had a wonderful start to the show. Um, I just bring that up because my daughter's been pooping a lot lately. Poor girl. What's what's? I feel bad for her. Yes. And she knew what she was getting into when she was a Cochran. Well, I looked at her. I was like, you are my daughter. Right. Like, there's things you do where I'm like, nah, that's probably more your mom. But if you're pooping a lot. And these aren't just like, you know, diarrhea explosions. They're just normal poops. These are just, this is happening. She's, yeah. She's pooped 12 times in uh, the last 48 to 72 hours. Poor girl. Yeah. And she's not doing She's it. vying for the Cochran record. Oh. That's what she's doing. She's an overachiever at oh, such a young God. age. I feel so bad for her. Because she just like looks at me like, make it stop. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Stop pooping. I'm just feeding you normal stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm not feeding you anything weird or anything like that. Just, you know, I feed, even the people at, at school were like, have you fed her anything weird? I'm like, no, just normal stuff. Tacos. <laughs> and besides that. A lot of high fiber stuff. A lot of, yeah. You know, just blasting it out there. We've been, I've been giving her some uh, pre-workout protein drinks. Yeah, yeah, right. Some creatine. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. <laughs> That should all be fine, right? Yeah, that's yeah. good, right? That's how it works yeah. through your system. You know, a lot of pr- I did give her prunes once. Never again. That was never. A bad, that was a bad call. Never again. Bad call. Don't just, give your daughter prunes. Because our teacher, my teacher, was like, "Natalie, just stop pooping." I was like, "Well, then we'll have another problem, and I don't want to deal with that problem where she's not pooping." Right. I'd rather she poop too much than not poop at all. I suppose. Would you? Okay. Here's a. Would you rather? All right. Here we right? go. Um, would you rather have to poop every hour on the hour, oh. or only poop once a week? Oh, man. What a great would you rather. I think I would rather just do once a week, although that that would be incredibly awful. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it would be painful leading up to it. Every hour on the hour, you're never going to sleep. Yeah. You can't do anything. You can't go to Disney World. Yeah. You know? Like, you can't do anything. You 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 could get creative. Diapers, I suppose. Yeah. So now you get to wear diapers. Hooray. Some sort of a colostomy. Is it colostomy? Bag coloscopy. That's colonoscopy. Some sort of a poop bag you carry on you. <laughs> poop bag, like you have for your dogs. Yeah, yeah, dude, that would. Well, be no, awful. no, you're not just gonna like drop trowel and cop a squat in the yard. I'm talking dude, like a bag. We're looking, hooked up not, to you. and not only that, your butthole would be raw, and yeah. at some point you would your butt would probably just go numb. Probably. Like, and not only that, I mean your your bodily like your organs would not be able to handle that. Like, no, I'm just saying that's why you have to decide. Uh, no, I'll do once a week, and once that a once a week would be brutal. Right. It would just be awful, and I would probably really change my diet if that were the case. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing, yeah. I would probably would, really change my diet. I'd Doug, be like, man, Doug's looking good. He's yeah. Oh, yeah, he made a full 180 change in yeah, how he's he Yeah, he's like totally just like making it as simple as possible. A lot of soft foods, a lot of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pudding, Not yeah. any meat at all. <clears throat> no, <laughs> no yeah. red meat. Super low on fiber. Yeah, and, just, yeah. yeah really good. Either way, you're going to die in either one of those states. Oh, it's not, you're not long for this world. No, no absolutely not. That's a nice would you rather. Exactly. All right, to the to the audience, would you answer <laughs> you answer that would you rather in the comments because that's what we do for you. We make you think here. On that's right. Now. Think about it. Think about it long and hard and, and let us know how you feel. Yeah, gross. Speaking of, I talked to someone who listened to a previous podcast when he was wearing a Bruce Lee shirt. 
I'm like, nice shirt. He goes, ah, I listened to your uh, Bane versus Bruce Lee throwdown. Oh, nice. I was like, what did you think? He goes, I have to agree with you guys. Like, you know, he goes, I'd be really scared for Bruce because I feel like, you know, one wrong move and Bane would crush him. He's like, but he just one one smart hit to Bane's face and that's it, man. Right. It's over. Just that stupid fucking mask. A little blink. That's it. It's over. I was like, oh, thanks, man. I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you thought long and hard about that, that we can have this discussion. I had, uh, well, the, the there's a, a someone who commented on our, our last one, <clears throat> which was the heavy verse. Uh, Zarya. Um, Zarya. And he he's a big TF2 so um, I work with him at my nine to five, and he uh, he came up. He's like, I just saw what you posted on. He's like, this looks amazing. Abby agrees too. Yes, it looks he, amazing. He's like, I have I had the same thoughts. He goes because of this and this, and he got into it. And I'm like, <clears throat> that's really cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that our uh, throwdowns are inspiring people. Yes, yeah. We try we try our best to put some good stuff out there for you guys. So we, it's great to hear some feedback because I'm always curious. My favorite one was when we talked about Storm versus. Uh, uh, Johnny from Fantastic Four. Johnny Blaze. Uh, was it Johnny Blaze? No, yeah. was it? Or is that? Whatever. That's not Ghost Rider, is it? I, th- I couldn't tell if that was Ghost Rider or not. Whatever. The dude, the, yeah. the Fantastic, Fantastic Torch. Flame on. The the fire man. Fireman from Fantastic Four. It doesn't matter what his name is. And uh, James Rahill and Daryl McSweeney got into a huge, <laughs> huge debate <laughs> offline over that, and it was yeah. one of the funniest things to witness. They were just really going to town on each other, and yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> And they were also arguing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're welcome. Spider-Man v Captain America was another big one. That, that was that, another big one that got that got people offline yeah, talking. Exactly. Jill was on my side on that one still. <laughs> still well, you, it sucks that both of you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just putting it out there. That was a good one. So, Justin, you uh, you read something this week, right? <laughs> yeah, you um, can read. <clears throat> I have been working on uh, a new thing that uh, is called reading. And um, yeah, no. I, when a, someone we both know uh, posted an article uh, from Cracked called "This Millennial Rant Deserves a Trophy for Being Most Wrong," and uh, it talks about um, you've probably seen. Uh, there's a viral video going around. A uh, Simon uh, Sink S I N E K Sinek Sinek Sinek. I don't know Simon. Uh, it looks like he, <laughs> as the article says, he works like he looks like he works at IKEA. Yeah, he's got these. Uh, <laughs> he got these little like clear glasses on and. Kind of looks like he's got this like kind of smoldering whatever look on his face. Um, looks like a douchebag. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's about millennials in the workplace. Um, it's got a couple million views on it. Uh, it's you know the the big thing that's going around right now, and it's basically him talking about. He breaks down um, four um, four different points as to why millennials catch such a bad rap, um, and he calls. Let's see. If I'm just gonna skim through here. Um, <clears throat> He says that millennials confound business leaders because they're unhappy in the workplace despite being given a purpose. So, and he talks about why is it so hard because he considers himself a uh, a uh, like a leading what is this? a leading consultant. He basically consults on how to lead, how to right? Lead, yeah. And he says so. He's he's talking about here's here's why millennials are the way they are. Here's why they're categorized this way, and here's the best way to here's what we need to watch out for, <clears throat> and here's how we fix it. <clears throat> and I apologize to our listeners. I'm coming off of a cough, so... You I don't apologize be, uh... to them. They apologize <laughs> to us. <clears throat> so I just thought it was interesting because before... I Obviously, Cracked is a very satirical website. It's got really amazing writers who make great points and write in a very engaging and very funny style, from what I believe. So I didn't want to read the article before I saw the video because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I'll probably agree with the Cracked writer on this one, so I'm going to watch the video first. I watched it, and I was shocked because I actually watching it this guy Simon had me believing. Like, I was like, "Oh, he's actually bringing up some good points." 
Then I read the article and completely disagreed with the <laughs> video and started agreeing with the article. So I, yeah. I got I basically swayed. I was swayed in both directions within a twenty minute period, and I just thought it was interesting. I kind of wanted to get your take because you read the same yeah. article and and. Well, starting off here, what sort of stuff you said initially you agreed with some points in the, in the video. What points did you agree with? Well, the one thing I thought he said that was interesting in the video, he talked about phones mm-hmm. and how we're, we're tethered to our phones and our phones are, are causing. He talks about that there are these dopamine delivery devices where, you know, uh, the same thing, you know, dopamine gets released, you know, when you gamble, when you drink, when you smoke, when you have sex, when you this and that. Like, so there's all these things that you can get addicted to that release this dopamine. It's a very addicting chemical causes pleasure and, and, you know, feelings of euphoria and such. So uh, he's saying that um, getting a text message, getting uh, a favorite or a like on, you know, one of your social media uh, outlets or, or, or going viral or something, like it, all those things have the same dopamine releasing uh, triggers. And so he said people are addicted to their phones. And he goes, you walk into, um, which, which the article then counteracted because he said he's completely, you know, oversimplifying what dopamine is, what it does, not to mention that you can get dopamine releases from exercising, mm-hmm. from getting a hug from a friend or a loved one. So like, yeah. it's not just addicting things that do this. So obviously, in his speech that he gave in the video, he was skewing things to his sure. point. But <clears throat> one thing that he did say that I noticed recently, because we just had a whole bunch of meetings that were a week long, week's worth of uh, every day. There was like just a ton of meetings. And in these meetings, I started noticing a pattern where everyone had their phone out. <clears throat> and everyone, even when like the president of the company was speaking, people would have their phones, myself included, they were either looking at them or they had them turned face up or the new thing is face down. Um, a, so I'm assuming people can't read what's happening on your screen and B, so flashes and dings and lights and notifications aren't you know distracting. So I noticed everyone walking into it and they had their phones out and they put them face down on the table and throughout they were checking it and there was there was minimal engagement and there were certain points where maybe uh, you know the president had gone on a long time or there was something that may not have been as uh, much of interest to the regular people as it made to the executive team. So most of the the people she was speaking to, I looked around I'm like wow, like almost everyone's on their phones. There's no way she doesn't see this. Yeah. You know what I and so I was like wow, that's really I started to see. I'm like, that's kind of like a. It's it's a little disrespectful, obviously. And I'm B. It's I'm, very disrespectful, right? And and B. I was like, it it's you're completely disengaging with the purpose of being here. <clears throat> now, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of what was covered that didn't pertain to me, and I was like, I honestly, I don't know really why I need to hear this stuff either. But I was I was asked to be in this meeting, so obviously there must be a reason. So I, but. It was interesting to me that I was like, you guys are really just disengaged with what's happening. And so I thought that was an interesting point. And I wanted to see what your your take on that was because you do trainings, you do leading and team leads and this and that. So mm-hmm. what, you know, are you noticing the same thing and do you think it's a problem? Well, let me, let me answer your question with a question. Um, how many people in that room would you could say were considered millennials? <clears throat> um, if you do a percentage breakdown. Well, let's do what – because I – in in this video, he considers millennials to be. He said 1994 is when they're born, and I've heard early 1980s. Well, I mean, technically <clears throat> speaking, you and I are kind of in that right. boat. Of so, being millennials. I, so what do you consider like our age and younger? I would say I feel like we're at the top of we're, the. We're like the threshold between Gen X and Gen Y. Right. I like so, to say I'm a millennial with Gen X tendencies. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say anyone who was like your age or younger. Okay, I would say maybe half. Maybe half. It was a pretty even split. Like, we do have a decent... And would you say everyone was doing that? 
No, I would say out of the people that were on their phones, it was a, also a pretty even split. Okay. But it it pro, it possibly skewed more towards. I would I, I won't even say possibly. I would say it skewed more towards the younger gen, the younger people in the mm-hmm. room. Um, the, the entire room, it was a probably pretty even split between what we would consider millennials and non millennials. Out of the people on their phones, it would I would say it definitely skewed towards the millennial side. However, I did see a lot of a lot of the older folk on their phone too. Yeah. Now, in fairness, checking their emails, checking their notification because we are we were being pulled away from our actual departments to be in this meeting. Yeah. So that's fair. But I would say the meeting size was just uh, probably around a hundred people. Okay. I would say that was in that room. Gotcha. So um, I was only asking to see if there was actually seemed to be like an even split, and it seems like there was. Yeah. So. Um, and I find like in those sort of situations when you are called to a meeting, I'm like, put your fucking phone away. Right. My thing has always been like, whatever's going to happen, I'll take care of it when the meeting's done. Sure. Unless I'm in a four hour session, I need to take a break in between to find out what's going on with whatever. But for the most part, which this was in fairness, a four, four and a half hour there you meeting, go. That's but we fine. did have uh, breaks. bio breaks as they call sure. them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but for me, like when I train, the only reason why I bring my phone is, is so I can see what the time is. Sure. If I can't see it easily in the room. Yeah. Because I train in different rooms. In some rooms, the clock's really easily seen. Other times, it's not. So that's the only time reason why I bring my phone. Otherwise, I find it extremely distracting for myself. Right. Even if I just have it in my pocket and I feel it vibrating, it's distracting. So you, you will actually leave it. Oh, I'll leave it in my office. Really? I'll take it with me. Interesting. I don't, like, I don't want it. Don't, don't need it. Don't yeah. need it bothering me while I'm doing stuff. I'm very much like... When I'm working or at work, I don't want to be bothered by things. Except street fighting videos. Well, that's when I'm during my downtime. <laughs> that's over my lunch. Um, like, but yeah, like in meetings and stuff like that, if I see people, that's why with new hires, it's really, we, we really have to run home the point of it's like, hey, look, if, we, if you don't need your laptop for the session, please put it away. Right. Like we don't need you guys on there. And it's part of the problem too with it is because a lot of the stuff that we train people, we kind of put these binders together for them and mm-hmm. it has a lot of this information that we actually have on our intranet and our little hub that we call it. Sure. Um, I've always been like, can we just get rid of the, the training book or the training, you know, binders altogether? Because they're kind of a pain in the ass to maintain. And, right. And they're like, well, A, we want something physical for them to have. And B, we don't trust them to be on their laptops to be able to review this material during the training session. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because these guys are assholes. Well, you can't, yeah, you're not walking around checking behind them to see what they're looking at or what tabs yeah, they have open. It's yeah. just like, and, and honestly, it's it's really pretty disappointing in general because I'm like, you guys are on our time now. We're paying you to be here. Right. And you're still fucking around. Like, that's really disappointing <clears throat> right. to me when I see that, especially when it's higher up people. Yeah. Where I'm like, really? You're setting the, the tone here right. for, for people you're like mid to, to high level management and you're fucking around. I'm like, get out of here with that right. shit. Um, but I, I, you know, I understand people feeling the need that like they have to stay connected to their work while they're in their meetings. But at the same time, I'm like, you're in a meeting, so f- give your respect and your focus to the person in the, the meeting. The meeting is the is your work at this point. Yes, I feel like if you're yeah, if you're at a company and you're you're called into a meeting, mm-hmm. that is now your work. Now, to be fair, I've also heard of workplaces where they do terrible meetings, where meetings are a literal waste of time. That's true. That's um, true. In my experience, from what I do where I work, our meetings are not a waste of time. Right. They are very like focused. They ah, you yeah, know, company man i'm a company man and our meetings are focused i don't feel like they're a waste of time there's always something i'm learning so like i'm very i'm not like oh my god i gotta get my phone out to see what's going on with whatever i don't give a shit and they're also not that long right so um i don't do any trainings or anything like that that are although i do have one occasion i'll do that's like four hours sure it's a brutal one but um you know in general i i'm not as connected to my phone as i feel like a lot of other people are 
and I'm happy for that. Like I some would people, agree with that, yeah. Some people are like, oh, my God, I left my phone at home. What am I going to do? I'm like, I would rather use a computer over my phone. Yeah, oh, no, I for sure from the web and stuff, I totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> people like, send me links on my, like, if they text me links, one of the, I, I will wait until I get to a computer. I'll click on the link yeah. in order to get the URL, and then I'll type it in, because I Same hate here. surfing the web on my phone. Same here. I'll do everything else on my phone, but for some reason, surfing the web drives me nuts. I agree. It's like, I just would prefer to read it on my computer or, like, send messages. Yeah. I can do it on my phone, but I'd rather do it on my computer. Yeah. Like... You know, I have G- I have pretty much everything I have on my phone. I have it mirrored on my computer. Yeah, like uh, Facebook chat, uh, G chat, email, everything like mm-hmm. that's mirrored. So I like I don't necessarily need it. Right. I don't have anything special on there that I'm like, oh, I need. To- I don't put any games on there. Like so. Yeah. It's really it's a fun. Like if you need to call me or text me, I won't get it. But you can find me other ways. So I'm not terribly connected to it. See, that's interesting. Like you don't you you keep your phone very uh, very. Sparse, mm-hmm. very. It's very. Just what? What do I need? Like I've yeah. got. There's so many things on my phone. I'm sure I could get rid of. But <laughs> I've like I've got games. I've got you know ancillary apps that will like <clears throat> like run P or something yeah. or like the things that <clears throat> excuse me things that um, obviously are not like it's not your phone, your email, your calendar, the weather. Like it's yeah. not just those things. Sure. And I'm so I find myself very connected to my phone. It, it is it is my personal assistant. It is my lifeline right now. Yeah. There's one day where I forgot it. I think it was two weeks ago, and I walked out the door without it. And I never do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I immediately, like as I was walking, I put my hand in my pocket to to pull my phone out, and I was like, "Oh, oh, weird." <laughs> and I was late, shocking. And <laughs> I, I almost turned around to go. I'm like, I stopped, and I'm, I'm mid 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 stride, like standing on the sidewalk. And I turned and looked back at my building, which is in the distance. I turned back where I, my which way I was facing. I turn back. I'm like having like an existential dilemma. I'm like, do I go back or not? Yeah. What do I do? And I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm late. I need to go. If someone needs to get a hold of me, to your point, I'm like, I've got my Gmail. I've got Facebook. I've got everything yeah. pulled up at work, anyways. Sure. So I'll just go there. And it was shockingly liberating, you yeah. know, to have to leave it at, at home, even by accident. I was like, you know what? I actually feel good today. Like I yeah. feel like I got a, a break from like needing to check something. <laughs> well, that's kind of what, the, the one thing I do enjoy with my phone a lot is like when I commute, I do like to listen to podcasts. So right, that's what I'll do. But there's also some days where I don't want to listen to anything. I don't want to listen to music. I just want to just ride and like be with my thoughts. Right. <clears throat> I'm a very like stay like wander around in Dugland in my brain and yeah. just think of stuff. So like. I don't need it if I don't have to have it. Well, to the point that, that the Simon guy made in the video, <clears throat> this is another one that I thought was actually a valid point, <clears throat> is that he said this, that's where innovation happens, is when you stop, is when you disconnect. <clears throat> if you're constantly getting alert, alert, update, alert, notice, update, update, message, Facebook, that's blah, 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 to me. You just, you're constantly in your phone. You're, you don't give your mind time to just stop and just observe. And wander and think. He goes, some of the best inventions, he goes, people are sitting there just watching someone going, hmm, I bet they could do that this way. And just, You know what you just made me think of? There's what? a, I think it's for GE. There's a commercial of a guy watching his wife because it's, obviously, it's a wife putting away the dishes. Right. He's going. How can I help her? Because this is her job. Yeah, right. Thank so you, So she's GE. like, she's taking a dish and then putting it in a drawer and he's going, dish, drawer, dish, drawer. As she's doing it, he's like, dish drawer. And then all of a sudden, he created the dish drawer <laughs> from GE or the whatever. What the fuck is a dish drawer? It's a drawer that's like, once once it's like done like washing, it's like a drawer, not an actual like pull down sort of thing. 
so they kind of already exist in the drawer. That's stupid. I agree. <laughs> but but it was the same thing. Like <coughs> just that, watching, yeah. he's but, just yeah. You know, he, Dish, he had dish a, drawer. Yeah. yeah. Like he had like a, <clears throat> a, a a moment where he's like, "We can make a dish drawer." The aha moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, and in fairness, that is how a lot of things. <clears throat> get some of the best things have gotten created is people have just you sit there observing and you're like how can ah, they could do that differently or this this could be this could be altered or what is my pain point here and, and let me just think about some of the best if I'm at work and I'm troubleshooting uh, uh, some technical issue right and like someone's <clears throat> someone's in the software we, we use someone's reports not pulling or someone can't connect to this thing and I'm you know I couldn't solve it in the time so I was like let me do some research on it I'll call you back there's a net I can't tell you how many times I've been in the shower the next morning and all the, like my mind will just wander as I'm in the shower and I'll go, oh, oh shit, I need to restart the SQL report like, or like something in this, like the SQL reporting services or the this or the that. I would argue most <clears throat> epiphanies do happen in the shower. Really? I actually had a, uh, uh, a teacher at Second City for writing who said that he spends most of his time thinking of sketches and stuff like that while he's in the shower. Interesting. I wonder what that is. He always argued that, he goes, you shouldn't start a sketch until you have a beginning, middle, and end. He's like, you need... He goes, you shouldn't you, start writing it. You shouldn't like, start you should, writing you it. You think should, about... You should outline yeah. it. He's like, because you can't start a race unless you know where it's going to finish. That's a good point. Which is a good analogy. So he goes, he would sit there in the shower and just think. He's like, what's the beginning, middle, and end? Because a lot of people will have a beginning or a, mi- or a middle, yeah, but yeah. they rarely have an end. Right. Oh, it's it. the hardest fucking He's thing like, to so write. to just it's wander. A, to, you, to, to that point, Monty Python used to say that. Yeah. They said, if you notice, in all of our in our TV show, none of our sketches ended. <laughs> they just went into another sketch. Yeah. Or they stopped abruptly, and that was the joke. But he goes, we didn't like writing endings because we couldn't <laughs> write them. So none of our sketches ended. Yeah. It just went on. Well, I find myself so too, hard. like yeah. in the shower, I'm just like, I find myself just like relaxing and just like, it's so nice because it's just, it's it's calm, it's quiet, it's warm. Right. And you're just there. You're not doing anything really. Well, I think that might be the key is because that is one of the only places we talked about off mic. We were bringing up some other things like sensory deprivation and all that. <clears throat> That's, that is the closest on a daily basis we get to sensory deprivation because yeah. while you're in there, by and large, unless you have one of those new fancy phones... You don't have a phone in there with you. Nope. You don't usually... I mean, some people have radios that they'll have in the bathroom, or you don't have a TV in there, you don't have a radio, you don't have... You're not talking... Hopefully no one else is in there, right? Yeah, so, like, right. it's one of those things where you truly... It's one of the only times in your day where you truly are cut off. Yeah. You've got a curtain pulled across. Mm-hmm. You're alone. Like, you're, yeah. you've isolated yourself, and it's actually kind of a healthy... Yeah. So your mind starts to wander. Even sure. in bed, you can grab your phone, and you're talking to your partner. Yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't matter where else you are. There's some sort of stimuli coming in. Yeah. With a shower, it's truly the, one, of the, one of the last places in your day where you can just cut yourself off. Exactly. And just exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Louis C.K. had a similar joke where he's talking about how people need to learn what it's like to not have your phone so that when you're driving and it's a traffic jam and there's nothing there's nothing on the radio nothing's working you're just basically have to be faced with yourself and deal with the fact that you're probably a really shitty person <laughs> he's like and if you can overcome that it's a it's a huge deal right exactly and i was like i agree like i so I, there's a lot of times where i just enjoy just like not having anything going on and just sitting yeah. there and just letting my mind wander i fucking love it right that's where I come up with a lot of ideas for things and just let and them I don't go. do that enough. Yeah. I, I will 100% admit that I am terrible, terrible at doing that. Yeah. I do not spend enough time with just myself. Yeah. I always have to have some sort of a stimulus. I'm on my computer. I'm, you know, trying to, I'm editing something. I'm watching TV. 
I'm on my phone. I'm talking with someone. I'm go- like I'm always doing something, and yeah. I need to make a typical millennial. A consumer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You don't get me, Doug. Uh, what a millennial. Uh, um, you know, what I do just, you want free food at work, you little pussy? And bean bags. And bean bags. He chairs. said that in there. I don't know what the fuck that means, but what, fuck him. What world, what workplace has bean bags? Who's, yeah, I'm like, I don't what know if this, I've the, ever the late 80s, heard like, anyone come in and go, you know what I need here? I need a sense of purpose. I need free food, and I need a bean bag. Like, this isn't a college dorm right. room. Like, <laughs> the fuck, man? Get out of here with that shit. But I definitely need to make more of an effort for myself to, to uh, spend more time with just my own thoughts and myself. I know that's something I need to do. Yeah, it's I, imperative for I creativity. Definitely, I definitely go into hermit mode. Yeah. Like, that's kind of in my my uh, my genes. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm going to go away for a while. And I just, like, just go into hermit mode. I think... For I better th- or worse. I know. I think that is... I, it's necessary. I argue that it is absolutely necessary for a lot of people's mental health to just get away. Just just, just stop for a second. Yeah. And, and disconnect and... and you know, some people, and, and the, the thing is that when you do this, you're going to have some people who question you and go, well, you're being antisocial, or what's wrong with you, or you're weird, or where you go, are you mad, or yeah. you like, and it's it's their judgment on the fact that they can't do that. Yeah. And I've noticed that for myself. Like, when I start to, when someone does that, and I'm like, well, why are they just, I'm like, Justin, you're, you're, you're seeing now the reflection of what you can't do. So yeah. you have to, so a lot of people, unfortunately, won't understand that it is part of their, you yeah. know, they don't take the time to understand, oh, I shouldn't judge them. I should probably do the same thing because I like, have some sort of a resistance to yeah, this. Yeah, it's like yeah. when people say they're going to take a, face, a break from Facebook and people are like, oh, whatever, you'll be back. I'm like, no, that's good, man. Take yeah. a break. Like, don't worry about that. I kind of rely on Facebook for, and I, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but news. Yeah. Um, like or, or, or organic news. Who's, who's uh, pregnant or baby Not photos. that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely not that stuff. <laughs> no. Um, but I feel like um, I'll read like NPR. I'll stop by some other websites. I'll go to the Skim. That's another one of my new favorite places. And then I'll go to Facebook to kind of see like what the organic sort of stuff is. Like, okay. There's like the stuff that's there, but what people are posting about, and then I basically decide whether or not they're full of shit. And so I it's a game up, for you, but kind of a game. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I feel it's it's a good test to, to check the barometer. I'm like, is this biased or not biased? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and it's a good thing because I feel like I'm like, is this bullshit news? Yeah. Do I need to be aware of it so I can be like, nope, wrong? Right. Or is it something where I can be like, wow, this is an interesting point that I'm not hearing on a larger level that I can maybe you know uh, take a look at. So I kind of use it more for news and, and things like that than I do for anything else. Yeah. I could give a shit if anyone's pregnant or having kids. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't bother me at all. Um, I'm more interested in some of the stupid opinions or the smart opinions that are out there about different things. So right. that's kind of what I use it for. But um, you know, it's good to get unplugged from that for a while. Yeah. But at the same time, as like when I come back, I'm like, I've missed a week. I don't know what's going on in the world. Yeah, I feel really. Yeah. Like on the weekends, I barely check anything. I'm like, I'm out. And then I'll come back Monday. And they're like, did you hear what happened? And I'm like, no. Huh? I'm like, yeah. oh shit, no. I wasn't paying attention over the weekend. Yeah. Like, when I, I went. Just, when Beth and I went to Canada, oh man, I bet that was nice. It was it was weird, but wonderful. Like so, there was obviously there's certain places where you would you'd be able to connect to Wi-Fi, but data up there is, I mean, especially where we were, it was spotty at best, it, yeah. if if it existed at all. Yeah, and uh, you know there was it, there was a couple times where it bit me in the ass where I needed to like we had signed up for something and it got canceled, but uh, an offer was extended to go to this other thing. Uh, that like uh, like, uh, it was a dark sky experience and so the one thing got canceled and so i didn't get that so that bit me in the ass and i was like shit because i really wanted to i wanted to go experience the dark sky preserve sure but 
that one isolated incident aside, it was really wild to like just not. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Yeah. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. I don't have my texts are limited. My like you yeah. know the internet's not there. Like I I'm just I, mean, I exist out here. Yeah. And holy shit, was it like refreshing when we did our when we hiked up to the the summit of that mountain? Mm-hmm. I've never felt so alive in my fucking <laughs> life, dude. I was it was amazing, and I realized. I didn't like it was just you sat there at the top and you just let the wind kind of blow over yeah. you and you're like oh, this, is, this is all right yeah, yeah. Really I felt weird. I felt and it, and it it sounds hokey or whatever but it really was in in a weird way this like sense of like peace or peacefulness where mm-hmm. you're just like oh my god I don't have any commitments right now yeah I don't have to worry about shit I can just it's okay for me to sit and not consider myself lazy. Yeah. And just be. It was fucking amazing. It was the most freeing. Yeah. It's one of those awesome. moments where you're like, you know, what if we all just lived out in the woods? And <laughs> we just like had a barter system, you know, where we just oh, traded barters. for things and we grew our own food and we just lived out here, man, you know? And I say that like I've had those moments where I'm like, you know, really a lot of the stuff we do on a day to day basis. We enacted Prima Noctum again. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. But, um, you know, the whole idea that like oh well, i have to have a job because i need to go do this so i can get money so that i can buy things right like it's kind of nice to take a break from that and just be like yeah what if we didn't have to do that like what if because you know you kind of get locked in this trap of trying to think of what will make you happy and it's it's one of those things where you know i don't necessarily agree full-on with like the minim- minimalists that are like sure i want everything to fit in one bag right and that's all i need i'm like eh, i don't want to go that far but there's other times where I'm just like, we don't need that. Right. I don't want that. I don't need that. They're like, if when you I, had a million-dollar house, what would you have in it? And I go, my biggest purchase is I would like to have a nice movie room. Sure. And maybe an area where I could record music. Right. And just have a nice computer. Other than that, that's really all I want. But a million-dollar house, I'd probably sell it. I don't want a pool. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't want a huge lawn. I don't want a, lot, like, a ton of trees and bushes because someone's got to maintain that. Not to mention probably about four or five times a year you got to do fertilizations. Not only to help the grass grow, but you also got to take care of the weeds. There we are. You know, if you have a big driveway, a lot of sidewalks, that means you got to maintain them during the snow season. Mm -hmm. So you got to decide, do I want rock salt? Mm -hmm. Because if I use sodium chloride, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to eat through. It's also going to eat and destroy the vegetation. Absolutely. If you go calcium chloride, it's more expensive, but it's not harmful to vegetation. It doesn't corrode the surfaces. Naturally. It makes sense. You know, and these are all these things you got to consider. You have to think about those. You have to think about this. If you had a million dollar house, would you get a boat? Absolutely not. <laughs> Ask me if I had a $0 house if I'd get a boat. If you had no house, would you get a boat? No. What if you lived on that boat? I would probably sell it because it's still a depreciating asset. No, but it's your house. Yeah, it's depreciating. How is a house not depreciating? You can do upgrades to it. And you can do upgrades to a boat. Yeah, but you can also do upgrades to a car and it's still depreciating. Who Says who? Says God of economics. <laughs> <laughs> not the God, but just God of economics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Morgo, the god of economics. Morgo. Yeah. <laughs> Morgo, the god of mortgages. Yeah, so it's the same thing as like, well, what if you lived in your car? It's yeah. like still a depreciating asset. <laughs> it's not going to be worth more with you living in it. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> so I guess what like, what we're seeing here, what we're kind of coming coming to a decision on is that it, it, I feel like it's not just a millennial thing, though. No. It's like with, this, with the phones and the... 
just being plugged in. Like that's I've seen the new technology that's pissing off older generations, right? Just and, like and we're previous generations, older, older generations yeah. too. Because yeah, it's like I've in the fifties of these kids and their rock and roll and their <laughs> right and, and their Elvises and their goddamn cars and their slicked back hair right. or their hair's too long, right? You know, because in the fifties everything was very structured. You right. dressed a certain way. You had a hat. You had a suit. And if someone had long hair, they're like, "Get the hell out of here and clean yourself up and get a job." Right. And people are like, "No, man, I don't have to because I have free time." Right. You know, and it's like I it, can that, create. That pissed people off to know. Can you imagine that being in the '60s, yeah. having like '50s era parents, and just going, "What the hell are you doing?" Right. Get your shit together. You're supposed to look like this. You're worthless. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just a different, you know, sort of circumstances. Yeah. People are on their phones. These kids aren't buying houses. Right. Is that a twisted sister pin on your uniform? Exactly. Like, it's the same shit. It's just a different time. And it sucks because it's, you know, this is the first time where there's a generation that's younger than us that we're technically a part of, but not really. (laughs) It's weird. But I still consider myself part of that because I do have some of those um, uh, attributes. Mm -hmm. And um, I look at that and I'm just like, fuck off. Like, I cannot stand the commercials, like, from Quicken Loans, where it's like, be an American, buy a phone. Right. It's like, or I'm sorry, buy a phone. Buy a house, yeah. Buy a house. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, after everything that happened in 2008, you want me to go buy a fucking house? Eat my dick. Right. Like, I've, Jill and I have talked about forever about buying a home, and I'm like, it scares the shit out of me. Right. I'm like, what if we move there, and all of a sudden, we don't need to be there anymore, and we have to fucking sell that shit. Right. And it sits on the market for three years before we sell it. Like, that means we got to pay mortgage on two, like, there's two, I'm like, fuck no. I would rather rent, pay minimal HOA fees. Call someone when my fridge doesn't work, right. or my something breaks, and have them fix it for me. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like I would, I would rather do that than be like the, the the American dream of owning your own home does not exist for me. No, anymore at all. I'm back would and I, forth on it. Would I like to have a house? Sure, I'd love to have space. Yeah, I'd love to have a little bit more separation from my neighbors. Um, I would love to have a spot for Natalie to run around in. You know, things like that. But at, at the risk of, like, everything else that's going on, like, financially, what it takes to do that, it's exhausting. It, it is, yeah. And then God, and then once you buy it, it's like, it's yours. If it's broke, you better fucking fix it. Right, I'm like, right. Ugh, I don't want to deal with all that shit. Uh-huh. It's like, I'd rather rent. Much rather rent than buy. Yeah. So I see those commercials that's like, Rocket Mortgage. Or those real The things. Rocket Mortgage one pisses me off, because yeah. I would not trust a goddamn app. To well, give me I a used, mortgage. I used Quicken Loans once to try and get a loan for a condo, and they fucked us over. Big time. I, I shouldn't that. say they fucked us over, but they were just like, no, we're not going to give you the loan. After everything. You went like, through what? the full process, paid all these fees, paid everything. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, sorry. Like, nope, sorry, because of the stipulation, we're not going to pay you. I'm like, fuck you guys. You even guys though, are the worst. Even though they had alluded to the fact earlier in the process that you were it was going to be t- you were going to yeah. be approved. Don't worry, guys. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that I don't like. I'm like, not everyone should get loans. Right. You that's know? very true. And at the same time, I was like, what? It's not, it's not our fault that this because of the stipulation, we're not going to get the loan. Right. Because of that, we crossed a time threshold where we lost four thousand dollars that we couldn't get back, non-refundable. Yeah, and I was like, "You guys are fucking assholes." <laughs> and so then to see that, the same thing where it's like, "Here's this couple; they just purchased a home. Were they scared? Sure. You know, did they have all the money? No, but they took out a loan from Quicken Loans. So do the right thing: buy a house, save the economy." Millennials, <laughs> like that was a subtext. I yeah. was like, "What the fuck am I watching here? Right. No, I'm not going to go buy a house." Not, not if I have to. Right. It's like, fuck that. I get so angry about that shit. Because they'll do that. They pin that shit on millennials all the time. They're like, oh, millennials are killing the economy. I'm like, no. 
They're shifting with the economy. Right. Their tendencies shape the economy. Right. That's what the economy is. Exactly. It, it, yeah, the economy. It's tendencies. If, if the economy was this locked, written in stone, stagnant thing, it wouldn't work. Yeah. An economy, a growing, healthy economy, has to adjust. It has to move. It's got to be fluid. It's a growing economy. Yeah. You can't grow something that's stagnant. Not to mention that, you know, what used to be, you know, for example, like, well, they're not going out and they're not buying cars. So the car industry is losing revenue, which means they're cutting jobs. Well, maybe we need to invest in something other than cars. I was, I, that, that, again, move at the time. Exactly. Adapt. Yes. Maybe, maybe an industry has seen its peak. Yeah. And look, I'm not, this is not in no way, shape, or form. And I want to put this out there in very big, bold letters. Our Doug or I, or anyone affiliated with MindGap, saying that the auto industry needs to go under or that these jobs are like i'm just saying some things things evolve like some things evolve so no i don't want do i want people to be out of work no am i saying we need to close all these auto plants no it's not what i'm saying but i'm saying if it's happening if it's naturally happening then the society needs to adjust with it it's not someone's fault it is it's it's a naturally occurring evolution like you if you if you were is we the smarter we get we realize fossil fuels are very there it's a it's a you know uh, it's a commodity that is a limited amount they're getting harder and harder to you know it's produce and find and ship and, and the cost goes up and this and that and eventually you run out so you need to explore alternates and those alternates might not be automobiles anymore they might be more public transportation they might be some different kind of "Quote unquote automobile that we don't even know about. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be those those shifts, those changes, those evolutions in yeah. order for things to survive. 100. percent You and I were kind of talking offline before this. Uh, we went live, and it was the idea that you know some jobs when they go away, they don't come back. No, they're they're and that yeah, we were saying yeah. that that was it. Kind of blew my mind the first time I heard that. I'm like, yeah. it was around the 2008 crash, and and even I I had started to kind of wrap my head around it. Then I heard it articulated by you know a bunch of talking heads on. TV and I think the president said it in a speech and he was like, there are some jobs that industries that were hurt by this enough to where those jobs are gone. Yeah. And I was like, what gone? Like people are going to read about this like in a history book, mm-hmm. similar to how we read like, oh, there were people who did this the job yeah. or that job or in ancient Roman times, this was a thing that happened. And we're yeah. like, I can't even imagine someone doing that nowadays. Sure. People will look back at this time and go, oh, that job existed. Weird, or to a certain extent, you know, I was uh, visiting uh, Jill's sister over the holidays, and someone had uh, done a really beautiful, uh, from memory, uh, painting of uh, Jill's grandfather's grocery store. Okay, entirely from memory, and um, someone was saying, you know, these, you know, these, this was before your, you know, your WalMarts, your uh, Hy-Vees, your uh, Targets, your everything. There were just these family-owned grocery stores. Yeah. And then we shifted from that to the large mega corporate sort of places where you can get your food and supplies. Right. And even place, that is a shift. Like, that foods. doesn't exist anymore. Like, yeah. the corner store where, you know, Doug and Justin owned the grocery store. It was a family-owned. They had maybe, a, you know, a soda jerk in there and some other things. And they had – that doesn't exist. Yeah. There's Walgreens. Right. And eventually that's going to shift to something else because there's a specific need, there's a demand that needs to be met, and things will shift. So when I look at that and I see them them blaming uh, millennials, I'm like, well, millennials are also adjusting to what's going on in their lives. They have more debt and, and education costs more than it ever has. 
they don't have jobs available to them. I think the stat you shared with me was that of the um, of all the unemployed people, forty percent of them are millennials. Yep. So millennials don't have jobs. All they have crippling debt. So they stay at home, possibly to live with their parents for a longer amount of times because it's rent-free, which means that they're not renting. That means they're not buying, which means they're probably not spending as much money either. So that's kind of a tightening grip on the economy. Or they go back to go, go to school again for grad school because they figure, what's another two or three years? Maybe it'll be a job for me. But maybe then they're overqualified for a job that needs experience, but they can't get the experience because they can't get a job mm-hmm. and they have more debt. So it's a situation where there's where we are economically – so don't blame them just because they're living in it, you know. Right, and that's what's that's what's really stupid and short sighted is like these millennials. Look at them, lazy. They're, right. They don't have jobs. Look at them, just they they feel like they're entitled. Fuck yeah, Playing they their- did they did everything they were told to do. Right, and there's nothing there at the end of the rainbow. There's no job. There's no money. Right. They're, they're just getting by day by day. Well, and to the people who and argue- then have someone go, hey, guess what? It's your fault. It's like fuck you. Right. Well, into the people who argue too that well, you know, these millennials expect to just walk into six-figure income jobs. I would say no. I disagree. Mm-hmm. They're looking to. They're, they they have been told their entire lives that you go to college, you get that degree, you got yourself a job, my friend. No one ever said it's going to be a six-figure job. Millennials aren't expecting a six-figure job. Millennials are just expecting to get paid a living wage, mm-hmm. as everyone else is. Yeah, like the like the mindset of a millennial is is really no different than what everyone else's mindset is. I just want a job. That I can I can pay my bills and then have extra in which to enjoy life on. Like yeah. I don't I, I mean yes yeah. Am I going to turn my nose up to a six figure job? Not a chance in hell. I'm going to take that job, <laughs> but I'm not expecting someone to just hand it to me. No, but I mean yeah. You have to you got to take a look and at. And then like, they look at that and they're like, oh, participation awards. You know, they just right. expect something for everything. Which I'm not a fan of the whole like congratulations. Um, you participate in this event, therefore you are given something. Although in that article by Cracked, they mentioned some very interesting statistics that right. um, it developed a team uh, mentality. Right. It developed, developed appreciation. And it also taught you that regardless of if you win or not, there is benefit to working hard. Exactly. Of, of actually going through the paces of, yes. of putting in the work. I, I put in the work and I mean it, that that in and of itself is good. And we're, you know, like, it's kind of acknowledging that you put in the work. Right. Now, yeah. I can see why there's this sort of like congratulations, you got last place, Here's right? Your trophy, and there's like that sort of disdain for it, right? Um, but I also like how they mentioned that the people that were really good went on mm-hmm. and they went on to win, right? Or they learned that it sucks to lose and they worked. You know, what I mean, like it's sort of like when you're well, young. He said, he said it was eight. Yeah. He goes, yeah, eight year olds getting a participation award. That's great. He goes, when I was in high school, we didn't get a participation award. <laughs> yeah. That's that shit stopped. Yeah. Exactly. And, and he goes, and I was smart enough. You know, give me some credit. <laughs> I'm not a fucking moron. I was yeah. smart enough to to watch professional athletics. I watched the Super Bowl, and I didn't see the losing team getting a trophy as well. <laughs> I realized that's not how it works. That's true. But that at fucking eight, yeah. you're just like, hey, look, good job for even putting yourself out there. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. But it does stop. Like, obviously, if you're if you're in college, you know, and yeah. it's uh, it's it's Clemson versus uh, Ohio State, yeah. and then Ohio State loses, and Ohio State's not getting marched out and going, but here's your medal. Yeah. No one expects you that. You made it to the playoffs. Right. No one expects Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Yeah. And not only that, what they're doing is they like oh. to focus on like any sort of argument that's sort of either political or whatever. They like to focus on the, the few 
really bad example. Right, absolutely. Like the bad examples of the helicopter parents who will try and get their kids into college by, or before that, doing their homework, right, right. writing their college acceptance or like, you know, uh, application essay, right. going to job interviews and whatever, and they're trying to get their kids hired and get them raises. And I'll tell you something, in those very rare occasions, it doesn't work. Right. Unless they know somebody in that organization, exactly. it doesn't work. I could tell you, my wife, Jill, as an HR manager, if someone's mother or father came in and, and with an interview, she would tell them to leave and she would tell them they're not getting the job. Right. That's just how that's going to go. Because that's a rare thing. Right. Does it exist? Yes. And it's crazy. It's in, it's infuriating to think of someone just trying to do that. So it's easy to latch onto that and be like, oh, this is the thing. Just like how all people that are on welfare are fucking the system. Right. It's like, no. Right. Most of them are just surviving. Right. Are there a few people that are fucking the system? Yeah, probably. Right. But is that the majority? No. And yeah, it sucks to know that if you're paying for that and someone's abusing it, that sucks. Right, right. It sucks. But guess what? It's also helping a lot of people, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's not sexy to think about all the people you're helping. It's sexy to think about all the people that are fucking you over. Right, because I can make a point out of this. Exactly. I can make a stand on this. This guy bought lobster. He right. bought lobster with his food stamps. Fuck that guy. I'm like, what? He, maybe that costs more in his food stamps than other things. Maybe it was a birthday. Right. He can't spend it on that? Fuck you. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> just, and that's the other thing. Just because someone's on a hard time, does that mean they don't get to experience something nice? Right. Like That's the other thing that drives me nuts. It's like, yeah, if he's going to, <clears throat> if he's going and buying you know, lobster and filet and, and all, like if he's going out and doing this on a, on a daily basis, Maybe that's one thing. Yeah. But if you see, you you have no idea what that guy's story is. You have no idea what, is he celebrating something? Is Has he just had the worst day? And this is something that he knows is going to pick up a spirit so he can wake up the next day and, and do it again. Is this, you have no idea what his situation is. What is the expectation of someone on food stamps? Like, what do you expect for them to right. get? I, I, I can't. Like, if someone yeah. goes and buys a bunch of things in a grocery store Are they, and they're using food should stamps. Should they be only shopping at Aldi's? What, like, what, do you, yeah. what should be on that conveyor belt right. when they buy it? I mean, like, what, what, what is acceptable? Because did you know, like, diapers are not considered, like, diapers are not really? a part of something that you can buy with uh, food stamps, which is I fucking bullshit. feel like that, yeah, that and, is And Jill and I bullshit. do our best to donate as many diapers as we can yeah. for that sort of stuff because you can't fucking buy diapers for your kids? Like, right. what the fuck? But that aside, like, what is supposed to be on that conveyor belt for someone who's on food stamps right. where it's acceptable? Right. Exactly. For everyone to be like, okay, I'll pay for that. Right. I'll pay for that. Before I, you can have uh, Mellow Yellow, but you cannot have Mountain Dew. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. You can have Dr. Thunder. Well, look at them buying all these fresh vegetables. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Wh- Why? They don't need fresh vegetables. What? Buy the canned vegetables. Yeah. I'm like, what? what's acceptable? It's, like, yeah. What's, what's in those categories where people can purchase and it's okay? And so what if someone wants to have a, a day where they buy a lobster or they buy a nice ribeye right. and they're like in a bottle of wine to go with it because they're like, tonight we're having a nice dinner. Right. And I'm with you. If someone's doing that every day and they're fucking around, fuck those guys. But are people always doing that? No. No. And I love the people on, on yeah who get on the on, online and they'll go, you know, oh, here's what I witnessed today. Yeah. Just another uh, proof that the system's broken and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but to your point, I'm like, again, yeah, you saw that. But how many times... Since you've been to the store, mm-hmm. have you seen that happen? It sure. happened once. Yeah. It was an isolated incident that you saw. Yeah. you. How many other people <clears throat> do you not even notice sure. that they're using food stamps or notice that they're on some sort of a program because they're buying what you consider okay? Yeah. And it's that one that one that sticks out and then all of a sudden the system's broken and it's like, no, look, like, 
Yeah. That actually makes me think of something I heard on Joe Rogan's podcast. They have this uh, VR system that they're doing. I can't remember who's doing it. But the idea is they're going to have different programs that they're going to load up, and it's going to make it make you experience life literally through someone else's eyes. Interesting. Like the idea that you would be, what's it like to be a Syrian refugee? They load it up, and it's going to be like, you are going to be in this environment. Interesting. And you're going to see everything that they see, and you're going to go through everything that they go through. And I was like, what a great use of VR. That, that is one of those, those examples where... Like we talked about uh, using 3D in movies. If, yes. it's used, if it's used to a factor, if it's used just superfluously. Sure. This is a great a great implementation of a technology. Yeah. Fantastic idea. And not only that, I mean, make it real, too. Like, have someone, right. like, record it and be, yeah. like, be in that environment and, like, and then be like, here you go. This is a real person. Right. And you are literally going to experience what they experienced. And it's, it's just going to be, like, pure, without bias, without anything. It's just going to be like, this is what happened. Right. You know, you can get a look to see what it's like to be a refugee. What's it like to be a black person in America? Right. What's it like to be a white person in America? What's it like to be a woman going to a job interview? You know, like, or walking down the street. Like, I feel like if you could do that, mm-hmm. holy shit, would that help? The thing, that the sad thing is, though, is that there's going to be some people who they, will, they, they, will would, they would do it and go, ah, it's bullshit, or it's, yeah. it's fake, or yeah. they, there's still some people who would, it, it would oh, be of completely missed on. It's I still look and at something like that as a step in the right direction. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, Absolutely. I'm not saying yeah. it shouldn't be done. I it's just, not going to cure our problems. No, 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 not at all. And that and that just makes me, like, because you sit there and you, uh, and this could be the millennial in me talking, but <laughs> I'm like, what fixes it now? I yeah. just want all those people to just stop being bad 100%. asshole people. Like, yeah. But, I mean, obviously that's not, but it is a step in the right direction. Hopefully it will, it would take some people and it would help to kind of pivot their thinking like, oh man, I have been making some you know, egregious assumptions that just I need st- I need to stop doing I'm so sorry. Sure. I've completely been wrong on everything I thought you know, or or a lot like of the pre the, the assumptions that I've had have just been just terrible. I'm sorry. You know Well I feel like there's just you see a lot of stories or there's there's a few cases where someone will try an experiment or do something where they're going yeah. to live a certain lifestyle yeah. or be and I feel like the more that we can do that, the more we can get out of our own heads, our own lives and um, and actually see what it's like to be uh, someone else. Yeah. Um, I think if we can force ourselves to do that, it's going to make our lives a lot easier. Yeah. Because the only thing you can ever do is look at it from your perspective. And that's why I'm trying to keep myself, remind myself a lot of the stupid shit I did as a kid. So when Natalie does stupid shit, I'm going to be like, remember when you did those really dumb things and you literally, when mom asked you, why did you do that? And you said, I don't know. You literally didn't know why you did it. Yeah. Please keep that in mind. So when Natalie does something and practical Doug is losing his goddamn mind <laughs> and she says, I don't know. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. It's false. I have to be like, stop. Remember. <laughs> Put yourself back in the position. Remember. Right. Remember when you did that and try to take a moment and be like, all right. That wasn't cool, and here's why. Right. It's like, take a moment to teach and not flip out. I feel like if you can just – that's the thing with, like, the generational stuff. It's just, like, you've got 50- 60-year-old people who grew up in a certain time and saw certain things, and, and this new generation is so different from right. you. Right. So different and has different ideas. And not like that, but, I mean, if you and I are kind of, like, the front lines of, like, you know, the millennials. Yeah. We're in our early 30s, you know, and they're – 
they're coming up behind us. You know, I feel like once you hit 30, that's when it's like, uh-oh, these people are really starting to develop their point of view. Right. They kind of know who they are. They're starting to move up in the workforce. Some of them are becoming my boss. Some like, of them yeah. are getting political office at this point exactly. in time. They're, they're, now they're in a position to enact change. I saw a guy from college on Facebook post that he's running for office in Peoria. Nice. You know, Good like friend, for yeah. local office. So I'm just like, holy shit, this is about that time where this happens. Yeah. You know? I can't I can't tell. The first time uh, there was a guy I went to high school with, in, in grade school for that matter, we you know came up together all the way and i remember out of college he got an internship in dc and he had posted like his picture in like a senator's office and this and that <laughs> and he was and now he now he works in that sector i, I believe he's still in dc and it was That's amazing the weirdest thing i'm like oh my god like jim is actually fucking do it like you're right I, in my head i'm like oh no we don't get to do that <laughs> we're not we're, there yet we're not we're <laughs> We're, we're people. We're just regular people. We're sure. not senators. Right. We're not Congress people. Yeah. We can't do that. That's not that job. Those jobs aren't reserved for us. Well, it's almost like when I'm you're like, holy shit. When you're like a freshman yeah. in high school and you see the seniors, you're like, they're so old. <laughs> right. They're so old. They're so wise. Right. They've seen so much. And then they you look get, so comfortable in, in school. And then you get to be a senior and you look around and like the freshman looks so young <laughs> and you're like, I don't feel old. Right. And then the same thing happens in college. You get there like the senior Absolutely. sees some old and you get senior again. You're like, I don't feel old. And all of a sudden. I'm 33, and I'm like going on 34, and I'm like, huh, I don't feel old, but I uh, I'm kind of older compared to a, like you know a lot of people I work with and stuff <laughs> right, like that, right, and right. I'm like, oh, or I was an improv, I'm like, oh my god, right. I am old. I was like, uh, eh. it's just it gets weird because then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, we're supposed to be exacting change here pretty soon. Like it's gonna <laughs> fall on us to be like, right. people of our age are gonna be making a difference, and I'm like, oh shit. Well, and we're gonna get people who. Who's starting to turn to us and go? Well, what do you think? Yeah, like guy, guy, what? How about some guidance? You've gone through this. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, whoa, 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 time out. Yeah, right. What? Like I was talking to my dad the holidays, and, and then I you was turn like, around and go, hey, look, oh shit, they're dead. Oh shit, it's us. <laughs> it's I, us now. I turned to my dad. I was like, hey, you know, with the election, I go, what's the like? Is this the craziest election you've ever seen, or what? And he was started telling me all the different elections that he'd been through, and I'm like, I've been through three. <laughs> You're right. I've been through three. <laughs> 2004, well, actually four now. 2004, 2008, 2012, well, that 2016. That you voted it. Obviously, I voted. You've been in. You've seen more, but, but I didn't, you didn't have the awareness. Didn't give a shit before right. that. Right. I wasn't 18 in 2000, so anything before anything before 2004, I didn't care because right. I couldn't vote. Right. So the, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, there's only four that I'm aware of, and he was like, well, I remember, bam, 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 bam. He starts listing them off. I'm like, oh my god, you've been through so many. <laughs> What the hell? And I was like, and you have so much information, and that's and that's where I'm like, oh my god. So when we're sixty and seventy, you know, are we going to be these curmudgeonly buttholes who are like, oh, the generation apricots here they come, you know, <laughs> with their teleportation? The they don't know what it's apricots? like. They don't know what it's like to run. You know, yeah, yeah. these guys are just living in VR. They've right. already downloaded themselves in the Matrix. You don't know what it's like to be a real human being. <laughs> Look at them just go in their fucking hovercrafts. You got these guys who just have bionic arms right. and everything. They're like half human, half machine. It's like, I know what it's like to be a full human. Yeah, and you can't do shit, old man. Your body's falling apart. <laughs> but I'll die naturally, <laughs> right. unlike you. Yeah, I can turn off whenever I want. Fuck you. <laughs> Kids scare me. Yeah. So I'm terrified of that moment where that comes to us. And we see the younger generation. We're like, and they're in their in their thirties, yeah. starting to exact. Okay, change. well, like this, like this person said, he goes yeah. eventually. In this article, is like, you know, eventually I'll be reading something, in you know, thirty years from now, someone who is my age now 
will be writing an article and I'll read it and I won't understand it. Or, yeah. you know, I'll get, I'll get, you know, crema. and in the past, you and I have talked in the podcast about <clears throat> wanting to, trying to remember, as you, as you yes. kind of pointed out with Natalie, kind of trying to remember like, look, this is what it felt like to be judged. This is what it felt like to be, you know, and, and going, okay, when I get to be 60, 70 years old, I may not understand things. I'm going to I'm going to do my damnedest to keep up on technology. I'm going to yeah. do my damnedest to keep up on everything that is changing and this and that and realize that some of it I just have to accept. Yeah. I can't fight everything and just pray that when I'm in my 70s I don't go, "You suck." <laughs> Again, it's like even thinking like, Doug, you have to remember what it was like to be in high school and how important certain things were <clears throat> at that time. Right. And as an adult, don't be like, no, nah, that fucking matters. Who cares about prom? Right. Because in, like, in the moment, that is the most troubling thing on your mind that you have to, you have to get over this. experienced anything else. Right. And in your social circles, that's the thing that matters. Exactly. Going to prom, getting a date, being social, being yeah. liked. And then when you get 15 years after the fact, you're like, Jesus Christ, I have to pay taxes? <laughs> God damn it. Like, God, what, Dad was right. A boat is a depreciating asset. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All those classes did. Algebra did matter. Holy crap. Solve for X. <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, you have to keep that in mind. Right. Or it's just like, you know, I'm going to join a sorority. And it's going to be like, none of that matters. None of that matters. You know, it does matter. The throwdown. Brought to you by Millennials. Brought to you by Millennials. We love you guys because we're kind of part of you. <laughs> it sounded weird. Technically, we're part of you, I guess. We're part of you. We're part of you. We're with you. So today's throwdown. Um, <clears throat> this is between a Millennial and, and a Baby Boomer. And a, and a Gen Xer. <laughs> Gen Xers. Hip breaks and... Oh, no. I'm sorry, Baby... No. Greatest Generation. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You fell over, old man. You're dead. You're dead to me, old man. Um, so no, I recently I was watching. I think it was on TBS. Escape Plan was on. Um, I'm with that. I think it's called Escape Plan. It's the Sylvester Stallone Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where they're in Stallone uh, designs high security oh, prisons. Oh god! They both get framed, put in there, and they That's have to break out. That's a movie out. that came out in the January. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out in January. I'm like, yeah, that came out. Hold in on, January. I gotta make sure that's what it's called. Oh, uh, I think it was called Escape. God, Fire. and there was like, oh, it's Stallone and Schwarzenegger way past their prime. They're both together. <laughs> oh. Escape Plan cast, full movie. And see what it was released. I want to believe that was a January Bink. release. Yep, it was. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. <laughs> Only sadistic warden Hobbs, Jim Caviezel, played by Jim Caviezel, stands in the way of two men successfully making it out alive. Dun, dun, um, dun. <laughs> where, ah, uh, hold on, where is... <clears throat> No. No? It was released in October. Oh, wow. It was a fall release leading into the holiday season. It was an season. Oscar bait release. <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> it was released October 18th, 2013. Oh, okay. I yep. could have sworn like, that just had a January release written all over it. So, uh, real quick here, I'm going to do this. Tough and chiseled Ray Bern- Bernstein. <laughs> Burslin, Sylvester Stallone, knows how to infiltrate a prison. And bust out of one. His latest job leads to a double crossing, leaving him stuck in a high-tech facility with the worst that society has to offer. Luckily for Ray, he meets Emil Emil Rotmeyer, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in what is his name? E M I L Emil. Okay. R O T T M A Y E R Rotmeyer. Oh my God! <laughs> An inmate who secretly helps him hatch a plot to win his freedom. 
only sadistic warden Hobbs stands in the way of the two men successfully making it out alive. So, <clears throat> because I just saw this and I was like, oh, that's you right. You watched this movie? Thing. It was on in the background. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I sat down and went, oh my God, Here every time go. this goes. It's like the Shawshank. Every time it comes on, Bad, I just have to go watch to the bedroom. It. I'm watching this. I, <laughs> yeah. Do go for a walk. Th- do your thing. I need some time. Take Abby yeah. out. <laughs> no, yeah, no, this is, it was one of those where I remember it coming out. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being a thing and seeing it and going, God, that's going to suck. And I've always been curious to see just how bad it was. So yeah. I saw it on like, I was like, oh, I don't have to rent it. I don't have to put my time in. I'll just turn it on as I'm yatsing about, you know. And I kept coming back into it and, and you know, walking away and coming back. And, it and was, what's funny it, is you probably were fine. It was didn't. just terrible. Yeah, I'm it sure it was. It was so bad. Um, but you got to hear Arnold speaking, uh, I'm assuming Austrian, German, I don't know, one of the... Speaking a native tongue. Oh, nice. And honestly, I think it's the first time I've ever heard him do that. And I'm like, oh, he's acting in his native tongue. That's fun. That's so cool. Which actually was the... It's sad, but that was like, that's the coolest part. Oh, wow. Oh, he does speak another... It's not just an accent. (laughs) That's cool. Um, But so in honor of that uh, coming up, and because I've always wondered, and I don't think we've done it yet, we're pitting Stallone against Schwarzenegger. Okay. And we're talking like at the prime time. The Schwarzenegger. I did. That was terrible. (laughs) Dash Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Sound like Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Stallone versus the Schwarzenheimer. When we were going through, I was going through our old uh, improv notes, mm-hmm. and I noticed in Level D, we did a day where we had to do like Bill oh, Cosby. We had to initiate as Cosby, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I was terrible at Cosby. Like, so. I put a do, note in there. Give me your Cosby real quick. I put, a, I put a note in there that I was like, we had to do Bill Cosby. I put in parentheses, I'm terrible at this. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know enough Cosby <laughs> to do it, other than like zip zap, bop, 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 put the pudding in the pudding pop. Like that's all I got. Like I have nothing. Yeah, I can't do anything else from Cosby. Yeah, but I remember like I saw that and I was like, oh my god, I was so bad at that. But that's a side joke. Side side note. Side note. Yeah, I also want to apologize for that Schwarzenegger. That's probably the worst impression. The Schwarzenegger. I've ever, I, worst I've ever done. <laughs> I basically just did an Austrian fun boy. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yes. oh, Hans and Franz. I had to do skiing for the weekend. Oh yes, he has such nice muscles because he's so strong. Yes, but it's still over Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we're talking in their prime, so we're All talking right. like, we're talking like, like Rocky three, Rocky okay. three, Rocky four. When he okay. was like fucking cut, he had like the little muscles on top of the big muscles on his sides. And then we're talking like Schwarzenegger in. Are we talking Schwarzenegger like when he was like thick of bodybuilding versus like acting? I would say, like, right around the time when he did Conan the Barbarian. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because he was, like, transitioning from bodybuilding into act. Like, yeah. it was still that he had the, the, the youth muscle, yeah. but he had he was starting to get into, like, the mainstream mature. So yeah, He was too big in Conan the Barbarian. Like, his sword was so small. He really was, him. yeah. Like, he should have had a great sword, not this little, like, <laughs> one-hander yeah. that he still handed with, held with two hands. Like a broadsword. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I think I just feel like Schwarzenegger is just so much bigger. He is than Stallone. Stallone's a teeny guy. He's very he's stature wise. He's very small. And not I've seen plenty of street fighting videos where the smaller guy can beat the bigger guy. That's true. But I feel look like, at Bruce Lee versus Bane. Right. But I feel like Schwarzenegger. Do any of them have any real combat experience? Like any sort of fighting experience, or are they just purely I think actors? I want, and I could be making this up. I thought Stallone actually did boxing okay. at one point, like when in his youth. I could be thinking of Tony Danza. Um, I, I know he did. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if either of them ever Let's ever assume actually. that they don't. We'll yeah. just kind of put well, in that yeah. 
that realm. Although he did have you know boxing movies, so he may have learned. I would say they probably the both trained in some sort of combative uh, training program or something. Sure. Just just based off of the fact that they were both yeah. the biggest action stars of their respective movie. I mean. You know, they, they yeah. had to have learned, picked a few things up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would was, say they're not professional fighters. I would definitely say that pure strength I would give to Arnold. Okay. I think Arnold would be stronger than him. Okay. Um, but I also think he'd be slower than Stallone. You think he's a little more lumbering? I think he, I don't see him as like, oh my God, he's chasing me. I'm, like, I'm sure he'd be fast for like 100 yeah. meters and then after that he'd taper off real yeah. quick. Whereas I feel like Stallone would be quicker. He can just keep going. He yeah. could probably, he'd probably have a little more endurance in that regard. Um, I just feel like like Schwarzenegger just has so much more to carry. Yeah. So he wouldn't. I don't know if his endurance would be as, as quite as hard. But I think he if it's similar to a Bane situation yeah. where I feel like um, if, if Schwarzenegger every gets a blow hold of him. every blow that he lands is going to be very powerful. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see Stallone like actually taking him down, aside from knocking him out or choking him out, which I don't think he'd be able to do because he's so short compared to him. I feel like Stallone uh, Schwarzenegger would have the advantage. So let me. I'm, I'm doing this right now. I'm gonna. I'm picking up uh, images for Stallone's muscles, and <laughs> which Beth is gonna go. Why were you googling this? You're like, I don't know. It was just. And we're gonna do. Lonely here on this <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Schwartz. Oh my God! I do not know how to spell Schwarzenegger. That I, I is think the it's S C H. No, Google help me. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm turning this around, all and right. we've got. We've got images of uh, Schwarzenegger's muscles. Okay, so that kind of gives you a uh, an idea of where he was at yeah. at any point. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Stallone's. Yeah, definitely smaller muscle. Definitely smaller. He's he's cut. You know, yeah. he's he's definitely got the. So he has the agility. I would think. You know, because he looks so much more like massive when he's older. Yeah, he put on. He yeah, he bulked up when he was, he was older. Using steroids. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah well. He also he also defeated Dolph Lundgren. No, let's not forget that, right? He did. And who is about the same height as Schwarzenegger? Um, I don't know what he's doing there. That's a weird one. But we'll say yeah, we'll say uh, young St- Stallone's Stallone's got the um, got got the uh, look at those the packs. agility. Those pecs are insane. But the other thing too, you got to take into consideration is it glamour muscles versus actual? Because I've heard people speak of that before, like yeah. where you're huge. But you're not necessarily as strong as someone else who might not be as big, but they've worked their muscles in a different way. Funny you mention that. I watched a documentary yesterday. Oh, shocking, Douglas. Uh, about a guy in Britain who was trying to become world's strongest man. Okay. And um, they actually went to a competition that was like called like the Arnold Classic, where okay. they would have bodybuilders as well as strong people. Ah, yes. And the strong guys versus the bodybuilders, obviously very different builds. Yep. Because the bodybuilders are going for enhancing the muscles to be shown the most, right. whereas these cutting guys, down all body fat, leaving yeah. it out. Yeah. These guys were big dudes, yeah, and they yeah. Yeah. and they were just like one guy. Actually, hilarious part of this, he went and did a world uh, record deadlift. Okay, um, he did not do well at that competition, and then the next day he had to be in Australia, so he flew all the way over there. He felt like shit. He was tired, and like, all right, here we go. It was uh, over. 1,000 pounds. I think it was almost 1,020 pounds. Holy shit. So he just rolls up and he does it. And as he's coming up, like Schwarzenegger's there. And Schwarzenegger's like, up, up, up. Like, do it, do it, do it. And he's just like, and deadlifts it. And fucking, it just sets a new world record for deadlift and drops it. And I'm like, what? 
what the shit? And he goes, that was by far the best moment of my life. Yeah. Because I set a world record and Arnold Schwarzenegger was there. Was encouraging me. me. Yeah. He was literally a foot away from him going, up, lift, lift it up, go, <laughs> you could do it. Just all that sort of stuff. And I was like, that's fucking great. But yes, that's a good point. But I still think that even though Arnold has bodybuilding strength, yeah. I, Stallone's muscles are pretty similar to that. Because yeah, he's doing fair. it for show, fair, he's not yeah. necessarily doing it for for actual strength. For actual strength, so I, in this instance, I think I'm going to have to give it to Arnold, just yeah. because. And uh, contrary to the Bane thing, because Arnold sure. doesn't wear a mask, that can get, get <laughs> good, good hit. point. Like if you look at this picture, this one alone, God damn it, this black. There's if you if you just Google Schwarzenegger muscles, it's like I think it's one of the second or third pictures. It's a black and white picture of him standing against the sky, and this guy is just a wall of fucking muscles. He has just magnificent areolas. All right, so oh <laughs> just based off that picture alone, you find me any picture in here, yeah, probably around the same age, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. but I, I'm going to give Again, it to Stallone. Stallone looks, or, uh, Schwarzenegger. Stallone looks great, right? But I just think. Schwarzenegger's bigger, taller, right? And and I think Stallone definitely would have the speed. Yeah, he, he gets in there. Da, 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 he's just pop. He, he makes a couple, but you get one of those like tree trunk arms swinging down on you again. If we did a simulation of like a hundred fights, yeah. I would say I would probably give Stallone maybe fifteen fifteen percent. Yeah, chance like fifteen times out of a hundred, he'd win. Yeah, he'd probably get a knockout. He'd probably sneak in a fist there, here, or there, catching Arnold or possibly choking him out. But I would say eighty five percent of the time. Uh, it's going to be Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like he's just so much taller, yeah, longer reach, stronger in general. So not only that, Schwarzenegger is known to be getting in people's heads. He did that all the time in bodybuilding competitions. He'd fuck with people. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, there you go. I think specifically that's... did it to Lou Ferrigno in the Mr. Universe competition. He was like telling Lou, he was like, uh, wow, man. He's like, he, I forget what he said to him. Basically, he got him to lift more backstage. Okay. To like pump himself up. He's like, you're looking a little light there. And he's like, oh, and he starts pumping up more. So when he went out to perform, he was too tired. Ah, he, his, he, couldn't, he couldn't flex it like he was. Uh, he would do that to people all the time. He like make people feel really insecure or he'd just laugh at them or something like that. So he'd get in their heads. Oh, well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so think so Schwarzenegger for the win. Schwarzenegger. I did it. There you go. Ah! That, was, that was better. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. I like mine. Schwarzenegger. Uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. He's, he's sounds so, nothing like me. He sounds he's so sound. he's so strong. He's so strong. He's so muscular. All right. His areolas are just ooh, so Guys, pretty. thanks for listening. You can find Mind Gap on mm, Facebook. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Yeah. We have a page there. Um, and let us know who you think would win, Stallone or Schwarzenegger, in their primes. We're talking Rocky Three Stallone versus Schwarzenegger and like his bodybuilding prime slash Conan the Barbarian. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. If at, we're doing current, by the way, I yeah. think I, I give it to Stallone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stallone's, he's not only does he have, like, you know, uh, fake face and fake, like, he probably has breast implants. I mean, that guy's just, like, you know, just on all the roids. He can probably barely talk. He's like he's a, a permanent nice stroke. Guy, I'm sure nice he guy. is. I'm sure he is. Um... So, yeah, let us know if you, who you think would win. You can find us on Twitter at MindGapPodcast, and Justin has a website. You can find me online at JustinStrandlin.com. You can listen to this podcast <clears throat> as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milo Stevanovic. Uh, it's called uh, The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast Yeah, ever. it's great. It's great, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel like you did a little Scott. <laughs> did. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's a fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the all-men realm, check us out on iTunes, on uh, Pocket Cast, or any of the other random you know podcasting apps that you use. 
Uh, subscribe to us, review us, let us know uh, what you like, what you didn't like. If you want to be on, just you know, give us a review. Let us know what your general thoughts are of the podcast. Also, check out TweeStaith.com and TweeStaith on all social medias. Guys, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week, and remember, we love you so much! Yeah. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast.